and good evening and a very very warm welcome to Camelot Castle TV network wherein we are the TV channel and you of course are the network and can I congratulate all of our freedom fighters last night how many people did we have on the show last night one and a half thousand one and a half thousand how many people had seen the show by this morning 67,000? 67,000 That was a people. record. Well done, everyone. That Thank was, you so much. That was a record. Of course, Dr. Shiva is running for Senate, and uh, he's a fantastic fellow. Mm. Please do share that clip again tonight. You'll find it in my Facebook timeline. Now, of course, uh, tonight's proceedings are sponsored by Camelot Castle Hotel. And for all of you keen Cornish holidaymakers, we've created a voucher because I have the feeling that the blockade is about to lift. Lock-up will be over soon, and you can also visit the Camelot Castle shop. Now, um, that is our uh, very humble excuse for advertising. Mm -hmm. um, tonight, we are joined by somebody who perhaps you have known in a different context. She uh, has been a supermodel, they call her, uh, for many years. Not that long, she's not that old. But uh, basically, basically, she has been a supermodel. She is uh, just uh, actually been on the show uh, Housewives of Cheshire. So she is a reality TV, TV star. She lived in Los Angeles for many years, and we got to know her when she was living there. She has been an outspoken opponent of President Trump, but may have had recently a change of heart we'll find out and we're going to find out all about that um i do have an extremely embarrassing clip for her for all of you to see <laughs> but uh before i bring her on let me show you. it's not embarrassing it's actually very dynamic mm. um let me screen that for you and here we go we're going to wake up because we have one of the breakout stars from across the ponds, from the Real Housewives of Cheshire. She is an animal advocate, a designer, a rocker girlfriend, and so much more. So I'm super excited. Leilani Dowding, welcome, my love. Thank you for coming. And thank you. Serving. <laughs> straight ahead. Straight in front of you, Leilani. Touch the ground, this is underground, and now you hear us laugh. It's my heathens that I'm feeding, see the scene and then I'm beaming every time I make a million, get my haters hit the ceiling, ayo. Not what you expected? Who's that? The brand new series of The Real Housewives of Cheshire starts this September on ITVB. That gives you a glimpse of 
Leilani's uh, career. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that right, am Leilani. I? Leilani. 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 I'm going to get it right. I'm going to get it right. Leilani. Um, but you do have problems saying people's names. I do. Always. It's <laughs> <laughs> totally fine. So let me bring Leilani on stage. And Leilani, a very, very warm welcome to you. Now, are you... Um, broadcasting from Cheshire this evening or, or where are you in fact? Um, I'm actually in Staffordshire. When lockdown happens I wanted to be close to my sister so I came down to Staffordshire and got a little house down here. So oh, good. Um, yes yeah. That is fantastic. Now listen um, our viewers uh, perhaps are not as familiar as I am because they maybe know you as a celebrity and as a supermodel and as a reality TV, TV show star. But what they don't realize is that you have been an extraordinary campaigner for human rights and a great freedom fighter in your own right. Um, and before I get into the meat and potatoes, what I'd like everybody, on, uh, everybody to do on here, we've got a lot of people on the feed already, but if you could please share this because you're going to receive some information that is actually actually going to be very, very helpful to uh, mankind tonight. This is going to be very, very valuable in, uh, information. So what I would ask you to do is two things. Number one, share this feed. Mm. Number two, uh, create watch parties in your timeline on Facebook. Create watch parties in your timeline on Facebook because that way many, many more people see it and the valuable information that... Uh, Leilani is going to give us tonight, Leilani is going to give us tonight, is going to reach more people. So, um, and thank you for sharing. People thank you very much. People sharing. are already sharing it. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. Thank you so much. That really helps. Much appreciated. So, um, we've been witnessing a lot, uh, Leilani. What, what, you've been in the media for let's say a decade be tw yeah 20 years now 20, <laughs> 20 years I'm that old yes yeah, well you don't look that old you don't look like you look like now, you've been in it five so. years but um you, you 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 you've been in it 20 years yes yeah do you trust it and what is your perspective because you really are a media insider you know you've worked right. on the tabloids you have of course I should also and, and, and I'm sure everybody will join me in congratulating you on your engagement to... Thank you very much. <laughs> Billy. Yeah, Billy. Thank yeah, you. Course. Thank you very much. Well done. Um, so let me start. No, I absolutely don't trust the media. I've been involved with it for tw over 20 years now. Um, you just have to look at what's going on with Dominic Cummings right now and the hounding that they're doing, the hypocrisy. They're all standing outside his front door, not social distancing, yet they're going to write about how a guy wasn't social distancing. Um, I've been phone hacked and not a lot of people knew that, but back in the day when the phone hacking scandals happened, I was phone hacked. Um, the fake shake, I don't know if people remember the fake shake from the news of the world that would go around entrapping people. He actually tried to entrap me two times to get stories. Didn't work though. I um, and Is I just don't trust- that, uh, Trapped uh, Sarah Ferguson. Yes, 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 yes. Like so many people, Sarah Ferguson, um, just just loads. Of, uh, Talisa, Talisa, yeah. she was the last one. And I think once 
that came out and that people started really looking into it, it ended up getting taken to court. And I think he got into a lot of trouble. And, mm. um, you know, but then there was the phone hacking. And then he was out trying to entrap all kinds of... Do you like, know who phone hacked? Court stuff. Do you know? um, I can, but I don't know if I can... Um, I can say it on here because obviously for legal reasons. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that all happened to me. And so what I think the problem with people is they think the media is there, the news outlets are there to provide them with the truth. They're not there for the truth. They are there to sell newspapers, to get viewers um, tuning into their TV channels, tuning into their, uh, news channels, clickbaiting, getting everyone to, um, you know, go on, click onto their links with these crazy headlines. And sometimes the headlines don't even match the story. You know, the, it will be, mm. I mean, take anything. It will be um, saying that all the corona, you know, the, the numbers of coronavirus is going up. But then you read it and it's because there's more testing. Mm. So they're trying to build, they're trying to sell what sells. And that's a lot of negativity. And negativity has always sold in the media. Like people want, there's some kind of weird addiction. If there's, you know, if there's a hurricane or a storm, the amount of people that will tune in if you get full blanket coverage of the, of, you know, something bad going on in the world, people mm. want to tune in and watch. And I think the first time I realized that was when Sky News won award, an award coverage for some war, um, sorry, won an award for some war coverage. And I'm thinking, you know, they'd had people they were filming the bombs being dropped in Iraq. Mm. And I thought every bomb there is someone dying and you're getting awards for this, for filming, bombs dropping and people being killed. And that I think woke me up to it a little bit um, yeah. as well. Well, we have a saying, um, merchants of chaos. And of course, right. there's a whole class of individuals mm. who are profiting from mm -hmm. the chaos that they themselves actually create. So right. number one, they 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 wind each other up about each other. Yeah. And then yeah. they basically sell a product, in which case, in this case, you'd be talking about weapons to one side or actually yeah. in some cases both sides. Mm. And then of course they are reporting on that chaos that they themselves yeah. Yeah. have created. So they get a double bite of the cherry. And um, it's it's really, I think, one of the one of the great things that is happening at the moment is that the general public, and I want to acknowledge what you have done on your, because I see that you're very, very active on social media. In fact, um, if I could ask everybody to follow uh, Leani um, at uh, her Facebook account, and it's Leliani Dowding. Uh, we'll yeah. Give the yeah. correct spelling for that in, in the comments. If Marek, you could do that. Mm -hmm. And do you have a Twitter account as well? Are you active on Twitter? Um, I don't, you know what, I don't really use Twitter. Um, I, it's funny, I get, I do say quite a bit on um, Facebook or I hint or allude towards it or repost articles, but I do get nervous um, because my friends are really split. I have friends that think I'm absolutely crazy and nuts questioning what's out there. Mm. And then I have, you know, friends like you which I'm so grateful for, and, and some of my others, and I've joined other groups so I can talk about this. Mm. Um, and we can all discuss it together without people saying, like, you know, why, why are you saying that? Why, why don't you believe the media? And then, you know, I try and educate them. But it's like, a real, like if you take this world, you know, I did the reality show Housewives of Cheshire. They film everything. Was, they film everything. What was that like? Um, 
very stressful <laughs> because they love chaos. They love arguments. Mm. They love drama. They love hysteria. So if you take our world, you know, every so much is going on. Great things are going on on the planet right now. Great mm. things are going on around the world. But they edit it down to create the most hysteria. They do it in reality shows and they do it on news channels. They do it and they do it in newspapers. They do it so people tune in and feed off it and share it and get clicks and all of that. So it is in a way like a reality show because they're editing, they're editing and editing the news to what sells the most. You're absolutely right, they do. And, and of course, a reality TV show is really a microcosm of the macrocosm that we're experiencing with uh, mainstream media at the moment. Right. Which, frankly, so look at, if we look at the toilet, I call it the great toilet paper famine. That was absolutely mm -hmm. media driven. There was no need at all for people to be storing toilet paper. And, you know, the way people were going crazy hoarding it, I was hoarding vitamins at the time. As soon as that happened, I was like, right, I need to get vitamins. I need to work on my immune system. If something's going around, I want to be strong. Mm. People were going out hoarding toilet paper. And the more the media talked about it, mm. the more it became this like self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm -hmm. And I think that happens as well when you talk about the corona deaths and you post corona deaths day in, day out. Now, if you had friends that have cancer, you don't tell your friends with cancer about all the people that you know have died of cancer because mentally it does something to your hope. It, it affects your hope. It subconsciously affects you. You start living in fear. And I think if people treated cancer victims the way they treat people with cancer, the way they treat, you know, the coronavirus, mm. they'll have everyone petrified and cancer deaths would go up instead of people thinking they can actually beat it. Now, they don't want they don't post the great stories. Very, very few good stories are posted um, and, and printed or, or make the headlines of any newspapers about people doing well and getting better from corona. It's all negative, negative death rates. You know what's happening, and some of those death rates are fake anyway. Yes, you're, you're that's absolutely really true. Right. That's true. They've been misreported and not tested. Um, exactly. I mean, one of the things we've been witnessing is is recently amongst people is the media censoring. Oh, is that yeah. real or is you see? See, the thing is, what's happened is is that people used to use the word conspiracy theorist and to be fair right. they used to be and probably still are people who are what are called conspiracy theorist nuts now i myself don't consider myself a conspiracy theorist i consider when i read the mainstream press that mm. that is the conspiracy they're right. the ones right. that are conspiring to try to get us to think in a certain way but one Absolutely. of the most insidious aspects of all of this is the censorship. Now, how right. what's your experience of that been? What have, what, what have you... So I'm going to just use an example close to me. My best friend is a doctor. Um, and right at the start, she was like, listen, Anani, take vitamin C. I'm actually doing vitamin C IVs in my clinic. She wrote a blog about vitamin C and she was pressured to take it down. I can't say who by it was a book, it was someone had, but she had to take it down. 
Now, Andrew Saul, Dr. Andrew Saul, he, he's, I've followed him for years. I, all these alternative doctors that, you know, tell you to take vitamin zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C, they're all being censored. And, and you wonder why, like, is it because big pharma is going to lose money if everyone's out there, you know, getting their vitamin D, um, taking some vitamin um, C supplements? And, you know, you look at, uh, there was a case, another doctor, Dr. Eric Berg, he talks about vitamin C, mm. vitamin D, zinc. And um, he talked about the sun. And he said one of the, the um, best preventatives for, on the cheapest preventatives for COVID is vitamin D. I'm surprised he hasn't been um, censored, actually, Dr. Eric Berg. He's coming on and, our this week, actually. Oh, amazing. He's absolutely yeah. brilliant. And he always talks about vitamins. And he has done prior to COVID and what they do and how, and he gives really great demonstrations of, and diagrams of what they do in your body. Yeah, he's so brilliant. He, um, so he was talking about the sun and that in Sweden, 40% of the deaths were from the Somalian community. Right. Well, if you have dark skin like me, you're more than likely to be vitamin D deficient. And a little deficiency has a huge effect on um mm -hmm. on the effects of co of covid the mortality of covid um and so everyone should be out getting sunshine and if they can't you know taking a supplement and if if the gut if maybe i don't know if it's the government or whatever but or say gates if they really really cared about people he would be looking at how diet has a part in this how vitamin and mineral deficiency plays a part in this all he's doing is focusing on a vaccine everyone's spending hundreds of millions on a vaccine but no one is spending any money at all to say what are the effects of vitamin c what are the effects of vitamin d what are the effects of zinc how does that affect your body how does your diet affect your body because that's what health is about and no one's doing that they're not spending their money on the research it's a little lab here and it's a little lab there and then a doctor like andrew dr andrew saw can't get his studies published because you know, of the censorship, and then you're not allowed to promote, my friend as a doctor cannot say, this can help you um, against, if you take a, you know, high dose vitamin C, it could help you against COVID. She's not allowed to say that because apparently it's not been proven. So why is it not being proven? Why aren't there tests? Why aren't they finding out so that they can say, this is going to help you, that's going to help you? Well, I so agree with you. And, and I have a question, would you take a vaccine? When it's ready, suppose. No, no, I would not take. Um, I would not take a COVID vaccine. I will not take a flu vaccine. Now, I think anti-vaxxer is a derogatory term. Yeah. I think people should have the choice. If someone wants to take a vaccine, by all means, do it. I'm not going to take a COVID vaccine. But say, if I cut my finger on a rusty nail, I might do a tetanus vaccine. But I, I'm, I'm a healthy person. I spend so much time looking after my health you know, with supplements, trying to eat right, working out, getting exercise, going in the sun, that I feel like I'm a healthy person. I don't want to take a flu vaccine. I don't know exactly what's in it. Mm -hmm. I've seen some horrible things in it. Mm -hmm. And I think the danger is people talking about mandatory vaccines. And then they say, well, that's not going to happen. But look at what's happened in Australia with the National Rugby League, the NRL. The Queensland rugby players have been forced to take the flu vaccine or they have to stand down. Really? Now, there were three When was that? I didn't hear about that. 
Yeah, no, that's all happening now. So if you look up the Queensland Titans, they're a rugby team. Um, there were three players that didn't want to take the vaccine. Um, and they were temporarily stood down, threatened to lose their jobs. Now, you know, they pay, I guess, between 300 and 600,000 a year. Who wants to, you know, lose that? Mm. So two of them um, decided to take it. And the other one, Bruce Cartwright, his name is, um, he actually um, was able to get a medical ex exception. But a lot of these players have been in the media um, but they were for, they were basically forced to take it. And the sad thing is, is the reason they didn't want to is, A, they had had negative effects from taking a flu vaccine. I know people that have got the flu after having the flu vaccine or felt very ill. Um, and a couple of other people had bad reactions or have had friends that have had very bad reactions to vaccines. So I think you you can't start saying to people, you must do this. And it's not a conspiracy because it's literally happening in Australia right now. Mm. Yeah, I, I think it's I think we are inches away from mandatory vaccination. I think we're inches away from um, having a little passport on our phones whereby we yeah. can travel unless we yeah. have various different vaccinations. And I believe that if we let the government get away with this, if we the people allow the government to get away with this, um, you know, then that is going to be a major, major disaster. But you had a question, Dominic. No, I think what you said about, you know, building your immunity is very, yeah. very, very important. And we have had some really good guests on our previous shows, if anyone just joined us. Uh, we had Dr. Shiva yesterday, and he covered yeah. in great detail the importance of building your immune system. And he went through explaining how the virus works and, and how it replicates. So that was very interesting, wasn't it? Very. Yes. And also we had Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. She's probably the world's authority on vaccines. So yeah. if anyone wants to get more data, that's that's probably some, some videos to look at. Sherry Tenpenny, yeah, absolutely. And also Ty and Charlene Bollinger yes. we had on. Yes. Uh, yeah. Dr. Berg, as you mentioned. Well, well, he, oh, he's brilliant. And then Dr. Batar as well. Dr. Batar is another fantastic. Well, we're hoping to um, have him on as well. So, And we had also Dr. Eric Niputi. Dr. Eric he's Niputi, he's very good. Too. And, and so that we have some really good resources. But what do you think of the lockdown? Do you think the lockdown was necessary? You know, because you have to go back and look at the numbers. And Boris didn't want to lock us down at the mm -hmm. start. And he was very frank, you know. Um, he said people could die, um, which is, you know, it's going happens with cancer, happens with everything. People could die. Now, he got berated for that, whereas Trump tried to be positive and Trump got berated for being positive and trying to be over. Um, you know, he, he got berated, too. So they were given these insane numbers by Alex Ferguson, mm. who Neil Ferguson, I'm sorry, <laughs> football. Um, he was given these crazy numbers by Neil Ferguson that was so inflated, but he had got such a bad track record. Mm. I don't even understand why they went to him. And then you start to kind of follow the money back and it leads to Gates giving so much money to the Imperial College. And the next thing, Gates on like the BBC saying, you know, there's going to be no normal until we get a vaccine. Well, who's Gates to be telling us that? You know, he's not, he's no expert. No. So I just don't think, I think... Um, I think the healthy should not have been locked down. And I think 
the elderly and the vulnerable should be um, quarantining themselves. You know, I have my best friend. I have another best friend who has a vulnerable mother Mm. and she has a vulnerable son. And so she hasn't been out the house. So a healthy person who maybe is asymptomatic wouldn't be able to give it to her to pass to her mum or pass to her son because she's quarantining herself at home for the safety of her child and her mum. So if you have responsible people like that, shielding the vulnerable, then what's wrong with healthy people going out and, you know, deciding whether they're going to take the risks or not? You know, you can still social distance if you want to social distance, if that's how you feel. But if you don't want to go out and you don't feel safe and maybe you aren't vulnerable, but you really don't feel safe, stay in. But locking healthy people down is just insane to me. And these these numbers Boris was given, I mean, they're, they're, they're crazy. They're like totally inflated. He shouldn't. He should never have been, in, you know, able to, he should never have based his um, his strategy, I think, on those numbers. Well, you know, I, I, I think that's very, very sane. And I think a lot of people in the country either feel like you or are starting to feel like you. And the numbers yeah. uh, are starting to come out. In fact, we've got an awful lot of people on the broadcast now. And before I ask my next question, which I think a lot of you are going to be very interested in, Please share this broadcast and create a watch party because uh, that is how we are going to reach the brightest minds in the world. Some of the people on here tonight, we have Harley Pouget, who is on the feed, uh, and we have some extraordinary friend of ours, His Grace the Duke of Marlborough, uh, is tuned in from Blenheim Palace, and that is wonderful. Mm. Uh, we have a number of other... Uh, people who are joining us from all over the world. Um, Amanda Eliash, who is uh, built the billion, well, multi-billion dollar uh, uh, head fortune, the Eliash Empire. She is here. She's an amazing young lady. And she herself... Some people say she's the brains behind the head. She's the brains behind the head. I heard that. She's the brains behind the head. Well, as you know, darling, there's always a brain behind <laughs> any successful man. Well, <laughs> as we, we Amanda, worked out, that, we worked that out in this family a long time ago. Um, but and uh, um, John, can I also say that before, like at the start, I think it's always okay to change your mind, and and people that are waking up now to what's going on. Yeah, you know, shouldn't no one should judge that it's only happening right now? Because I remember right at the start, I had one week where I think I made myself ill. I was so panicked about a lockdown. I was so stressed. I started getting, I was like, am I gonna be able to see my horses? I'm so worried. Mm. And I was giving myself a tight chest. And then I was like, oh my God, have I got COVID? Like my Mm. chest is really tight. I'm not breathing properly. Mm. And I just built myself into this worry, which is what they want. Yeah. Right? They want this this hysteria, Mm. but I got rational. I started thinking, I'm like, right, you know, honey, this is not you to be behaving like this from a fear place of fear. Mm. You know, do research, look into it. What, like, ask questions. There's nothing wrong with saying why. I've always been the kind of person you can't tell me something. I have to know why. So I need want to know, well, why? If I stay home, will I save lives? You tell me why. If I go out for two hours instead of one hour, somebody is going to die. Not going to happen. Mm. So you have to ask those questions. Why? Why are they? Te- what? 
how am I going to save lives staying at home? How am I going to kill somebody by going on a two hour walk in the middle of the countryside mm. or in a quiet place? You know, you have to ask those questions all the time. Why and how? Well, that doesn't make any sense it, at all to it, any rational thinking. No, it doesn't make sense. And um, and I think Professor Ferguson, he does have very, very, very bad tra track record, because if you remember 20 years ago, foot and mouth, how many farmers lost yeah. their livelihood? I mean, the the farming community in this country was devastated because this, yeah. again, the Imperial College and they had to slaughter absolutely healthy animals and the suicide among the farmers, yeah. mental, mental health problems, you know, families broke up and some farms just disappeared completely. And that's, right. that was the same predictive models of Imperial College. It was. So it's completely shocking that they would listen to someone like that, you know, and not even speaking of the fact of his own violations of his policies which well exactly so he obviously must have known something that it wasn't as bad as he was saying for him to go and invite a married woman into his house who goodness knows twice she'd been around um and you know like you said talking of suicides i feel like we haven't had kind of economic scientists on um in any of the media mm. so like there was a, there's a doctor doc i'm gonna have to write read this out dr mike Du Bois Sands, I think, head of trauma at John Muir Medical Center in Walnut Creek, San Francisco. And he said he's seen a year's worth of suicides in the last wow. four weeks, uh, suicide attempts in the last mm -hmm. four weeks. Um, and then there was a 1982 book called um, Corporate Flight, The Causes and Consequences of Economic Dislocation. And this is in America. They said a 1% rise in... Um, the unemployment rate would lead to 37,000 extra deaths. So that's from like, heart, you know, losing your job and becoming unemployed is one of the most stressful things for, any, for anybody. And so by that happening, heart attacks would go up. And this has been studied. Heart attacks would go up. Um, strokes would go up, stress-related, and suicides. So... I've worked it out. So if there's 20% unemployment at the end of this um, in the US, that would be 740,000 extra deaths. So, you know, stroke, heart attack, suicide, stress-related deaths. So there's no kind of, where are the economic scientists advising people? All we've got is this Neil Ferguson model. Well, and, um, and, you know, that's it. Well, you're absolutely right. And of course... Uh... Amy Sutherland has joined us. She says, what a pile of shit. You guys stick with what you are good at. I would imagine very little. Well, Amy, thank you for your contribution. Uh, that is, uh, you very know. Very intellectual. Well, you know, Amy has, what we agree with on here is we say at Camelot Castle, the table was round for a reason. And the mm. whole, what we're trying to do here is share mm. ideas. But funnily enough, um, what we're good at, Amy, is gathering expertise mm. and analyzing data, which we have done very, very successfully for most of the current lifetime. And um, one of the people we had on here, Amy, and I can see you're a great fan of the NHS, and we are as well, 
Um, one of the things that we've had on here, one of the people we had on here was the dean of uh, Buckingham University, who explained to us that there are now, there are usually 8 million, there's not usually a waiting list for the NHS for operations of 2 million people. There is now a waiting list of 8 million people in the UK. Now, what that's going to do, that. think about that. Think about that, how is that is going to stress the NHS. Think about the people that would have had cancer treatments that have not been mm -hmm. able to have their cancer treatments, which by the time they get to hospital and have the cancer treatments that they need, though their cancers will have escalated beyond the point where people can actually do something about it. So while I accept your communication and thank you for your communication, mm -hmm. um, we are going to let the audience of life decide Liani made a very, very interesting point, and perhaps, Amy, you can consider this, is it's okay to have been wrong about this. Mm. It's totally okay. I, for one, initially thought that lockdown was a terrible idea. Then I thought, well, you know, we can't put the NHS at risk. If, we, if our people do get overwhelmed, the country could get overwhelmed. So let's have a lockdown for a bit. And even though it was an inconvenience to us um, and to everybody else, of course, we agreed with a temporary lockdown in order to flatten the curve and make sure that the workers at the NHS were not overwhelmed. Wow, this is really... But, let me see if this we could pull up this message from Claire. No, let me just see. Claire Lily. I don't... Because this doesn't come up like mine come up. Hold on. Okay. This is really interesting. This is very sad. Look at that. Where? One. Claire Linney. Could you put that up? Okay, well, look at that. My son's father is an ex-PTSD war veteran, sadly committed suicide on Thursday. This is real, Amy. This is real. So sorry, Claire. This is real. So That's no, there are people, and we, 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 you know, listen, Leliana, you're one of the most, frankly, level-headed tough you've been so in the media sorry. for a long time you have taken shellickings you've just said by the way for those of you that uh, have just joined us we are joined tonight by Leliani Dowding who uh, is a great freedom fighter but she's also uh, a supermodel and a tv star she's married to a or getting married to a rock star and um, basically uh, we became friends when she lived in LA in Los Angeles and she's seen every single angle in the media. You know, she's seen them ducking and diving for years. And we wanted to get her on here because she also is a true Brit. You know, yeah. you're somebody that has your finger on the pulse of, of British society. She's made a very, very good point on here. You could have decided at one point that all of this, these actions with the government were the right thing. But then you might have been watching recently and you might have gone, actually. Hmm. Hang on a second. Yeah. Let's just have a look. I mean, there's two questions I've got, and this is a very, very key thing, and I'd want everybody to actually answer this question in their own mind. Has Boris been hypnotized or brainwashed, or did somebody threaten him in order to basically lock this country down and put it onto some sort of mantra 
has Boris been brainwashed or hypnotised or has somebody actually gotten to him? Because we had Katie Hopkins on here the other night and you can find her interview on mm. our YouTube channel. And she says that something changed on the 23rd of March. Mm-hmm. What, what's As an observer of life, do you have a view on that? or? You know, I think, you know, it's a tough one. I don't know. Some, I agree that something something happened because he did change his mind. And I don't know whether it was these ridiculous stats, whether he was just pulled, pushed with guilt over Neil Ferguson's stats or whether somebody like, you know, really did get to him and threaten him. Or, you know, if it, I think if you get told the same thing over and over and over and over, that, you know, maybe he really did think 500,000 people mm. were going to die. But oh, I they haven't. Sure. And... You know, we started seeing that early on and, you know, to keep and then I think he's looking around at what everyone else is doing. And he's probably seen the absolute abuse Trump got because Trump had said Mm. um, the cure, the cure cannot be worse than the disease. Mm. And for some reason, he got so much SHIT for saying that. Well, the cure cannot be worse than the disease. Mm. And um, I think. So maybe he got worried about people's opinion or maybe he was trying to do the right thing or maybe I, you know, that is a tough one and I'd love to get to the bottom of it. And, you know, I I like listening to other people's thoughts on it because I think it is definitely something, you know, that's interesting and for discussion. Mm. Um, But, well, you know, uh, lovely, lovely communication from Alan Paul, who is tuning in from probably I think he's in Colombia. Yes, I think so. And he says, Leliane Dowding, you are a very beautiful, you are very beautiful and you are a great person. Oh. Thank you for coming <laughs> thank on you. here. Very nice. Well, thank you. So, Do you know what? I have to say, I was actually very nervous to come on. You'd asked me to come on since you started broadcasting. I, I have to say, I got more and more nervous as I saw like the, the caliber of people coming up. And I kept saying, like, no, like, why do people care what I think? Um, and so I, I did get like a little nervous and then, yeah, more nervous. And then I thought, God, I hope John doesn't think I don't want to be on there. Like, because, you know, no. I, obviously, you know, I, I, I think I think you. we were we were nervous about doing this. But I think one of the things is if we don't speak now, who's going right. to? And if 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 we're not going to speak, then who is? Mm. Right. Who is going to speak now? That's and interesting, somebody said to me last night, they said, um, you know, we were talking about the fact that celebrities on the whole, mm, and actually yeah. I want to acknowledge the fact, because of course you are a very, very well-known celebrity, both in Los Angeles and in relation to the UK media. Now, frankly, most of the celebrities I know, they might as well be Trappist monks sworn to a right. bow of silence because... Where the hell are they? Where the hell are they speaking out for common sense? And these people are so suborned and so suppressed by the media. And funnily Well, that's the thing. I think I no longer care. I don't, you know, but a lot of these people need the media for their careers, the promotion, everything else. I had a lawsuit with um, a news group um, which got settled um, and I no longer care you know what, I'll, I'll say how I feel, you hacked my phone, you tried to entrap me, um, and 
I, I'm, I even before when I was going to do the lawsuit, I'm like, should I do this? Like, maybe I, maybe I still need them. And I think that goes on in people's minds. I know there's someone else in a band, a pop band, a guy, um, you're probably my age. I've known him for the last 18 years. Um, I'm not going to say his name because his, his man, he posted up, um, a microchip in the hand saying mark of the beast blah 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 the daily mail the sun caught on about it his management asked him to remove it from his social media so he took a lot of the conspiracy theories down from his social media but he was in you know a boy band for a very long time i've known him 18 years we discuss these things privately because sometimes it's very hard when you're in the media to discuss it out loud because then you get called you know called crazy I remember the son wrote an article about me once because I said I followed David Icke I haven't just jumped on that bandwagon I've been following David Icke for the last 20 years and although I don't I don't know about a hundred percent of everything that he says I think 90 percent of it's right who's making sense now he's been censored like crazy I mean it's insane and I, I'm thinking you talked about the Clintons in your book 20 years ago. You talked about the Clintons being child abusers. No one batted an eyelid in that book 20 years ago. No. Now you're being censored over COVID. What's going on? Well, That's you amazing. see, you're, you're absolutely right. And um, something is going on. And of course, David Icke, who... Uh, Funnily enough, is a friend of uh, a couple of the people that we've had on here, and we're we're hoping to get him on. I I I don't agree with everything that he said. He's made a couple of comments about friends of mine that I don't entirely agree with. Um, well, in fact, some some of his comments I don't agree with at all. But right. the fact of the matter is, wh where is this idea come from that if somebody posts something, you have to agree with it? Right. Well, you know, and it's so dangerous to be censoring these people, you know, censoring so Dr. censoring Dr. Um, Shiva, you know, just censor, even censoring doctors now. Take, you know, my best friend telling her to take down her blog about vitamin C, you know, just the censorship going on. Eamon Holmes is another one. He started talking about 5G, not even in relationship to COVID, just is, you know, shouldn't we be discussing is 5G safe? didn't mention COVID. Ofcom had something to say about it. So the censorship has gone, what has, you know, it's really out of control at the moment. It has gone out of control. And one of the things that everybody can do, and we'll post the link online here, is there was a document mm -hmm. that was written in 1955 called the Brainwashing Manual. It's a short read, but it's a study in Russian psycho politics, politics. Yeah. and it shows how you can actually brainwash an entire nation and i tell you if you read through the first few chapters of this document you'll say hang on a second this seems very very familiar this is exactly what seems to be going on right now and um there is something going on that is very very dark uh, a number of the people that we have had on here have been willing to speak to it. Sasha Stone has been willing to speak to it. Sasha Stone came on here, spoke to it, and started taking up this, uh, what's going on with all the human trafficking and so on and so forth. Before you know it, his YouTube channel has now been completely removed. So what type of a sort of um, world, Orwellian 
world. I mean, when when we read uh, nineteen eighty four at school, it was or, or what was the other one? Animal yeah, Farm. Animal Farm. Yeah. Animal yeah. Farm. This was um, satire. Mm. Yeah, and you'd never think satire. anything of it, would you? And now, like, it's all... And everybody said, well, this can never happen. Come on, this can never happen. So a friend of mine said, re-watch, and I advise everybody on here to do this, re-watch V for Vendetta. Right. Re-watch that film in a new moment of time, and you tell me if there is not something very, very sinister going on. So... Um, my my point is now. Look, here's here's another. Sorry, did you have a point? Well, I think what you were saying was very, you know, made total sense. Originally, you didn't want to lock down. Then it would have you thought it was correct to lock down for a mm. while. Yeah. But then, where where is is going, and when is this going to end? I think that's that's kind of the question that everyone should right. be asking. And I think what I see is happening to the government. You know, Boris Johnson and Dominic Cummings, they didn't want to lock down in the first place then it feels like they were forced to lock down because of this figures of half a million deaths. And now, you know, it's been 37,000 deaths, which is very sad. But I think it was quite similar in 2015, wasn't it, when there was a flu, very bad flu. Um, and, and I feel like they want to lock, they want to live the lockdown, but now they're in a position where I think people don't want to look. Well, I know from... Right, in- right. And I agree with... Yeah, I completely agree. This whole stay at home, save lives, save lives has been so ingrained in people's heads. There was a cafe by the canal that we go by that opened up. Um, and we. I just saw today that on the Facebook it said, you know, the Staffordshire police have been over. They're happy with the way we're operating. I'm just sad that somebody felt the need to call them. Well, the police. So you suddenly have all these like stay at home Nazis saying, mm. no, no one can go out. No one can do this. They want people in their homes still because somehow they think, um, you know, that that really, that, that they can, it's going to help everybody to do that. But we're, we're past that now. We're allowed out now. So, mm. you know, that's got to stop. But they've got it in people's heads that they're all going to die if you walk out your house. Yeah, well, no, absolutely. And, you know, like the media, the media is going down this road of Dominic Cummins thinking he's better than everyone else. And this kind of almost insecurity of inequality, you know, why you have this rules for you and different rules for us. I personally think that he just cannot do anything because they know it's it's all inaccurate. They already know that the, inf- you know, the, 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 the information is, is wrong. And the strategy yeah. is wrong, but they can't do anything about it because people are not willing to even entertain the idea that, you know, no. maybe it's enough. And, and and they, what are they supposed to do? I feel like that they are in a very difficult situation right now. And also, I believe it was a guideline. Now, I don't have children. I have dogs. And if I go away for a week, I want my dogs with my parents. My sister is far too busy to look after my dog. She has a child and her own dog. She can't have my dogs in her house. Um, I have one other friend I trust who mm. he's away, you know, he's away. So if I had, now, now let's just say I had a child who had special needs, I believe his child had special needs. Don't tell me you can just call up a random person and say, can you look after my kid for a week? A, do you trust the person? Mm. No, probably not. And B, would the child even be happy being there so of course you're going to drop your kids to your parents because there's probably very few other people you trust or that aren't working or what you're going to do have 
send him over to your best mate who then is working and has to get a nanny for that kid. That's far more dangerous. And then, like we said at the beginning, all these photographers outside his house and the news cameras and everything else, it's like, you're not social distancing, but you're about to write reports and take pictures of a guy who you consider, you know, he drove up in a car to see his parents and drop his kids off. No, I think well, it's you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And, you know, what I would say uh, here. And so, by the way, we've got somebody who's just written in. Um, well done for speaking out. Leilani. Le- Leilani Dowding. We need more like no, you. No, I agree. Um, you know, what? I've got to say it is hard. I, like I said, I was very nervous coming out here because I've got like my friends are really split between you know, what they thought. And I usually tend to like throw ideas around between, you know, my friends of mine that think the same way. And then I'll put little hints out on my Facebook so they they know that if they suddenly question things, they can always talk to me about it. Mm. But, you know, I feel in safe hands with you, John, because we agree on, you know, quite a lot of... There's a lot we agree uh, on. Yeah, a lot we agree on. Um, And and, and the other thing is as well is, is, is to have, you know... See, I believe that 99% of the people that are currently being labelled as conspiracy theorists, Mm, mm. that is an enemy line. That's a way of suppressing. Mm -hmm. What they actually are are people that are truth seekers. Mm. Right. And they don't know. They don't know. And they're trying to find out. Now, I think it's a very, very brave man that says, you know what, I don't know. Mm. I don't know the answer to this. And... I'm going to find out about it. Right. Find out about it. I'm not just going to look to the Daily Mail uh, and to look to what The Guardian says. Right. Or even, you know, social media. Of course, there's a tremendous amount of rubbish on social media. But I have to say this. Without social media now, Mm -hmm. we would be absolutely under the cosh. No. Right, right. No, for sure. I mean, it was funny. I had, I, you know, I ended up in a debate with a friend of mine on Facebook yesterday. I think she was talking about lockdown. And I said, look, we're locking down healthy people, but we've put people with COVID positive, COVID positive people back into nursing homes. They did it in New York. They did it in Los Angeles. They've done it in England. They put the most vulnerable people under the same roof as COVID positive people. And she was like, that's not true. I've not seen that read, read anywhere, written anywhere. And I posted, I sent her about 12 articles showing, I just made it my mission just to keep posting all these different articles that said that COVID positive patients have been put into nursing homes where the most vulnerable people are, yet us healthy people have to be locked down and stay in a house. And, um, you know, I, and people have, sometimes on social media, people, um, the algorithms will put people mm. that want to, you know, want to believe a certain thing and like only like, say, mm. the anti-Donald Trump post. That's all they'll see. So they'll never see a broad range. They won't see, you know, what's happening with Kumo, how Kumo's, be, they'll just see Kumo being praised, Governor, um, the governor of New York, just being praised and praised and praised. Yet, you have to say, wait, why is he being praised when he had the most amount of cases and the worst amount of mortality in New York? Why is this guy being praised? And what has what has been the cause of it? And then you see you you do you research, you dig a little deeper and you see that, you know, he was 
he forced um, nursing homes to take COVID positive patients. Yes. Instead of putting on them on that multi-million dollar ship, God knows how much they paid for that to be parked up in the harbour, never sent them there, but sent them back into nursing homes. No, that's, that's, that's a big... That's well, I mean, I have a friend who is an incredible scientist and he discovered that if you raise the pH of the body, mm. that the virus actually doesn't replicate. And oh. he discovered that if you take a, a teaspoon of bicarbonate of soda, which is basically like baking powder. Mm -hmm. uh, is it baking powder? I think it is. Something similar. It's bicarbonate of soda. Anyway, <laughs> it raises the pH and this inhibits the replication cycle. It costs ah. virtually nothing as a cure. And he tested it on a few people. And he has had God's own job of trying to get this information to people. Mm. And right. He's been writing to me and I've been writing to people and so on and so forth. And he's got some very, very, it's a very, very interesting report. And basically what it does is, is, is that the, if, if you raise the pH of the body and make the body slightly alkaline, uh, the virus has a hard time replicating. And of course, this is also true, by the way, of cancers. You know, right, cancers right. will not replicate as easily in an alkaline uh, environment. That's correct. So yes. um, it's very, very interesting. People should look into that. I'll put up, he's actually sending me a new report tonight, which I'm going to put up. I want to say that I am not a doctor. This is not a medical recommendation. It just happens to be a piece of research that I came over. And finally, he got a letter back from the head of the nursing, biggest nursing home company in the UK today to say, this looks very interesting. We're going to look into this. Well, probably they've now worked out that if all of their patients die, that's loss of income for them. Right, right. Well, see, yeah. That's probably his motivation. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm very cynical. I, I, I look at where the money is flowing. Mm. I think that's important. I think it's really important to follow the lines of, you know, where, where does it all go back to? And, and, you know, what's being pushed, what is everyone trying to push right now? They're not pushing a cure, they're pushing a vaccine. Why are they pushing a vaccine? Mm. Um, you know, who's making, who's going to make money from that? Who's invested in that? I think that's, you know, it's really important for people to go and do their own research. Because sometimes, you know, if we say, we say, well, go and look what Gates is doing they'll be against it. But it's like, go and do your research, go and have a look, take a minute, you know, take a minute to go and, and, and look at these things and see what's happening. Take a minute to see what's in a vaccine. Um, ask, you know, ask doctors what's in them, see if they know what's in them. What are the side effects? Um, another interesting article I saw is that, uh, um, that a side effect of the rotavirus vaccine is Kawasaki disease now that's the disease that everyone's saying um is caused by covid well if you do your research and just type in kawasaki um vaccine injury you'll see it's there on the vaccine inserts and others as well so yes you know it's just i just think people should go out and look see who's in it to make money um why you know why isn't any kind of why isn't the government saying right we're going to spend a few million, just seeing what health, you know, what vitamins do, what vitamin deficiencies do, what diet does. They're just, you know, gut health and everything else. Why, why aren't they doing that? Why is the only push to find a vaccine and not to see if there's anything else 
that might be able to help us in our immune systems. Well, that was the crazy thing when, when, when this bicarbonate of soda, and you know, he pointed this out to me in early March. Yeah. Right, you right. Know, this, this scientist wrote to me in early March, and um, literally he has been having a terrible time trying to get this information. Of course, that cure, I mean, the problem that I think that hydroxychloroquine protocol has had is because that's only $20, but at least some right. company is making $20. Um, but, uh, of course, baking soda is pennies. It's even right. cheaper. Yeah. It's, right. it's, it's pennies. And so um, very, very interesting to, to see this. Now, to change subjects slightly, of course, we've had some very, very heated interchanges <laughs> about Donald Trump on <laughs> Facebook. And... We have. They've been very enjoyable and, you know, very interesting. And I have always respected your viewpoint. And I always respect people who disagree with my viewpoint because, you know, freedom of speech, freedom does not include you're only free if you agree with me. You know, this is right. That's right. not freedom. Mm -hmm. Freedom includes the freedom to disagree. In, you know, if I like something, you're allowed to hate it. That's freedom. Right. Right. So we did, John, we did. We did have a lot of hated we did. Discussions, didn't we, did. We? we did. We did. We um, did. And then, like I already said, it's okay to change your mind. It's and totally okay. It's totally okay. And what I'm seeing in America, you know, and I talk about America because I've been following it a lot because obviously Billy still has um, property over there. So um, I'm not going to go to um, America for a while because of the governors, not because of Trump. Um, and as in, it's not because of Trump I'm not going, it's because of the California government. But it's become so political. This is a disease, a virus, and it has become so political. It's insane. And Donald Trump has actually said a few good things. The cure can't be worse than the disease. I agree with that. He wanted to open up. I agree with that. Um, and I've had a chance to see the way the media treats him mm. and turns what he says around. Now, I think I think the turning point for me to for me to start asking questions and opening my mind was when he said that about the cure. Yeah, that's not right. Because I remember, and I, I I was reading Facebook. I thought, hang on a second, is that the is that that must be a fake account? And, and <laughs> you probably it, fell off your. I fell off my. Here. I fell. I nearly fell off my perch. I mean, I saw that. So so basically. Now, now I will say that I'm very afraid to tell that. I have changed my mind to a lot of my American friends because well, trust me, this they are viral just following American. party lines like crazy. It's insane to me. They're not using common sense. No. They're saying, right, we're a Democrat, so we think this. And there can't be any truth at all in what Trump says. And hydroxychloroquine must be the worst thing on the planet. And, you know, Donald Trump's saying he should inject bleach in, his, in your arm never said anything of the sort mm -hmm. and I've had time to watch his full interviews which I've, I've never actually watched one of his interviews because um you know I've usually just read an interpretation mm. on Facebook or what the mainstream media says and I've realized how fake some things can be so for example he said I mean I did watch the interview and he said well light UV kills the virus mm. so why can't we put a light source inside a body and I thought oh my goodness what what's he talking about how do you put a light source in his in a body like that's insane that's like 
another crazy thing he said. But when I did my research, oh. hold on, I've got to find some names here. When I did my research, um, Cedar Sinai had actually teamed up with a company called I2, um, A-Y-T-U. Um, and they had a light rod that you actually put inside the tubes of the ventilation machine, the intubator machine, that then um, puts the light around the lungs. So he had, I don't know if someone had told him about it or it was something up for discussion, but that was a legitimate medical device that's been in development. Now, there was a New York Times journalist called Davey Alba, and he proudly tweeted how he got the um, promotional video for this medical device taken down from YouTube. But this is a legit medical device with a company that is floated on the stock exchange. Um, and instead of calling, doesn't a journalist, isn't it their job to find out things? Mm. So he should have called up and he should have, can you tell us about your device? You know, how does it work? When do you plan to launch it? Have you trialed it? He didn't do that. He went straight to YouTube, got the video taken down. And, you know, it's that kind of thing. And I'm like, this is this is insane. Maybe, you know, and then people were literally thinking that disinfectant is injecting Lysol and bleach. Well, it's not. There's ozone therapy. That ozone is a medical disinfectant. Um, you can have ozone, there's ozone therapy that's known, they've, they've used that um, early on with the treatment of HIV and other viruses. So there's all these different alternative treatments. You're absolutely that right. You could look into. And like, I think, um, there's a switch. And again, there's the thing with alternative treatments like that ozone therapy, collation therapy, get, removing heavy metals out of the blood, blood and everything else. Sometimes doctors that talk about that then get discredited so you know it's not just to him it's even doctors that are getting discredited for these alternative um you know um procedures that's well, right there's also hydro hydrogen peroxide therapy which is a disinfectant yeah. and it's a legitimate therapy and there is intravenous light therapy as well it's very effective. Yeah. absolutely right so this is why it's the responsibility. You see, I think one of the things that we do is as soon as we say the word, we hear the word doctor or expert or something, that then allows us to um, rescind our own responsibility. Right. You know, and, and at that point, we stop looking. And at that point, actually, what I say is my definition of brainwashing is the minute you accept mm -hmm. data from other people without personally inspecting it for yourself, at that point, you're either on the way to becoming brainwashed or you have been brainwashed. I quite right. so, that comment. You have to read that to Leilani because she can't see it. Okay, I'm going to read this to you. This lady is what we need in Parliament. Balanced, researched, intelligent. Lives in the real world and much, much more. I so agree. there you go, Leilani. Wow, better run thank for, you. you. Better run for Bournemouth. <laughs> or wherever. Where, where, no, not Bournemouth. Uh, Staffordshire. 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 Why not? You know what? Why the hell not? Why the hell not? You'd be a bloody breath of fresh air in that. <laughs> I'd be Parliament. so... I think it would just stress me out no end. It would no, I don't think so. I think you'd be whipped in before <laughs> I had more know, whipped and I in. Think, I just think, you know, you can always change your mind. If you, Even if you were the most... Um, you know, even if you were the mo person most for lockdown, even if you were, like, 
totally against um, Donald Trump. Even, you know, you can always, you shouldn't always just stick to certain lines. You should always open your mind and see if there's a common sense line in the middle somewhere or or if someone's so got you, common sense. As I recall, you lived in LA for a long time, but you you don't have citizenship, do you, of America? You... No, I do. Ha I do have citizenship. Oh, yeah, I've lived there 17 years and um, I'm a so dual you are a citizen. citizen. That's right. I am you a citizen of America. So, so I, I think I'm correct in saying that before the COVID crisis, you would not have been a Trump voter. No, um, I didn't actually vote last year because I also didn't like Hillary. Right. Um, no, I know I you didn't very, like Hillary. Yeah, I was very stuck. You know, I researched Pizzagate. Um, mm. That was big at the time, Pizzagate. Um, and now they're talking about Frazzlegate and Adendochrome and all of that. So I had... I had, um, so I wasn't a Hillary supporter, but I also didn't want to vote for Trump at the same time. No. Um, and, you know, sometimes things, Trump, you know, sometimes Trump does things against like my animal activism or, or whatever or environmental, but it doesn't mean you can't agree with some of the things. And I think that is, you know, I think that is a problem. People really, truly in America sometimes think, right, I'm a Democrat. I must stay as a democrat i must not sway from that mm. and it's really sad you know what you see in california right now like they're forced to wear masks if they're outside their house they're being fine um you know they're they're keeping people locked down and it's only like you know then you'll hear hear good nice police force police sheriff saying like you know it's unconstitutional we're not going to do that. We're not going to police this. We're not going to make criminals out of somebody sitting on a beach when we have been forced by the governor or whoever forced them to release um, sex offenders and murderers, you know? So what, you're going to release people out of jail to put some good people back in there? Well, you're absolutely right. Mm. So isn't that interesting how your position, and, and, and because... For those of you that 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 are watching, I mean, Leliani was 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 a a hardcore anti-Trump. You were hardcore anti-Trump, I would say, and for sure. And what this crisis has done is, I'm not saying you would vote for Trump. You're going to have to wait and see closer to the time. But the fact of the matter is, you've definitely had a shift in your perspective. Yeah. And you can definitely see that uh, some of the things that he's been saying, because you have looked for yourself, because you have been thinking for yourself. And I wonder how many other people there are out there. Mm. Perhaps they don't have the courage to yeah. be as outspoken as you're being at the moment. But I, I wonder how many other people there are that have really now seen through the veil um certainly in relation to what has been going on now you did uh touch on uh frazzle drip as it's become known yeah do you do you have anything you'd like to share with our audience in relation to I your mean, operations in i area? just wish we i you know now that flynn's been released i, I did see what his lawyer said about the contents of our, uh, Anthony Weiner's laptop, and I just hope now that Flynn's been released, we get to. I mean, I don't want to. See, if what they say is true, I don't want to see it. But like, I think, you know, we need some confirmation of what is on that laptop. Um, you know, and if it's true that 
the New York police officers really did throw up when they saw what was on there. Um, you know, and I've we've I've looked at adrenochrome, and it just all fits in together. Adrenochrome, adrenochrome sorry, adrenochrome. Um, yeah, and it all just seems to tie in together. And I think, um, you know, I think the media is going after Dominic Cummings because it's a kind of safe thing to do. Mm. It's going to sell papers, blah de blah de blah. Um, they can get the headlines they want, but they're too afraid to delve deep into what is going on. And there's a lot of dark things going on in this world right now. Mm. And they're I too mean, do scared you think, to do you think it. as opposed to Piers Morgan having a go at um, uh, Dominic Cummings, he should actually get his big boy pants on and actually investigate what's really going on with child trafficking and the whole adrenochrome thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, and the sad thing about it is I think people think, that if they don't discuss it or talk about it, it might go away. Well, that's not what's going to make it go away. And um, it's a very dark, dark subject. Mm. And so people don't want to research into it, so to speak, mm. um, because what they'll see will give them nightmares. But we've got to save those people, you know? We really have to save those people. And those kids. Do you know, this is such a simple truth, but it's so powerful that we've got to save these children because if this is happening, even if there's a 5% chance this is happening, how could we go on as normal and ignore it, you know? Well, shouldn't there be a government inquiry into it? I should. I think so. Absolutely. I, re I really do. And, you know, it's like, you know, the whole thing with Epstein, like that BS about him hanging himself. Like, come on. Like, who actually believes that? Like, I think we need to dig deeper. And, yeah, great. We can put Prince Charles and his seven, and the 17-year-old on the front of the papers day in, day out. But let's get to the what was going on. Let's talk about the kids and the really underage girls and the kids being trafficked from not prince Asia. charles you mean you mean you prince mean andrew. Uh, prince andrew sorry 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 prince andrew yeah um yeah so instead of talking about prince andrew and the um you know and the 17 year old let's talk about you know the young girls epstein was getting the 14 year olds the under the underage girls the mm. Mm. And and the other trafficking that's going on from the kids in Africa, from kids um, kids in Asia, Haiti, um, what was going on with the Clinton Foundation in Haiti, and you know all these char all these supposed like you know charities. I mean, in a way, um, if you really think about it, so I don't mean to interrupt you, but in a way, if you really think about it, that whole Prince Andrew with with the seventeen year old was actually used as a distraction. Because it allows exactly. the media to say, oh, we've done that story now. We've reported yeah. on that. Now let's move the cycle on. But actually, they haven't done that story at all. No. At they all they, haven't, they haven't, haven't even scratched seen. the surface of that story. So they yeah. all get to sleep at night saying, oh, yeah, we've looked into this. We've looked into that. I mean, I'm amazed how long it took the whole Jimmy Savile thing to come to light. And right. I don't know how many people knew about that at the BBC, but a lot of people knew about it. Mm. And yeah, this was a yeah. guy who was more or less out in the open for for years and you know it just doesn't take a bloody microscope uh to see what these people are doing i mean you've been in and around hollywood and you know if somebody's up to stuff they're up to stuff i mean yeah um 
you know, it is very, very interesting. And I, my, my own view is I think one of the things and one of the reasons why it is so important that Trump is elected in 2020 is because he, the job that he's doing to expose the deep state and yeah. the really dark practices that are occurring within the deep state, he's only half done the job. Yeah. He hasn't fully finished. And that's because the wheels of justice, they do run slowly. And he's been impeded at every turn. You know, he's been through uh, the first attorney general, frankly, was, you know, we had great hopes from him. I like Jeff Sessions initially because he did support Trump during the campaign. But uh, he was basically a, about as useful as a lump of lard, <laughs> um, you know, and... Um, but I, think but I think it's great that Trump talks about the deep state and he's brought it to light. So people that might not believe now be like, oh, OK, because he does say there is this there are these people and there is this force and it's behind a lot of the things that are going on and they need to be exposed. And, you know, I guess he has to gather evidence or whatever you need to do to be able to do it. You know, you can't you can't just say it all like David Icke does and mm. or did. And you have to. You know, if you want there to be proper court proceedings, then you have to, He's, you know, grab the, on the right gradient. You know, he, remember, he, he doesn't have to convince a bunch of truth seekers. He has to right. bring an entire nation with him. Right. And he has to really bring the whole world with him, really. Yeah. Um, one of the things I, I, I do like to survey on this program, do we feel, the people that are watching here, do we feel that, China is a bigger threat or do we feel that the deep state is a bigger threat to the people of this world? What do we feel? I'd be very interested to see some comments. Um, and I'd also like to see where you're commenting from. Mm. Um, that would be very interesting to me. I would also ask you, there's we to follow every single person on here. If you could follow myself, John Mappin and Irina Mappin on Twitter, create watch parties, share this field, uh, this feed. Um, you know, how we expose these things is is very, very interesting. And one of the other things I wanted to acknowledge you for, and it's always actually something that we have completely agreed upon, mm -hmm. is the practice of psychiatry, in particular, the prescription of psychiatric drugs to children and to right. people within the arts. And right. you yourself have actually seen the effects that these psychiatric drugs do right. you've seen how they're linked for instance to the mass shootings um and you know i don't know if people know this but behind all of those mass shootings in america the common denominator is psychiatric drugs and there's an amazing website cchr.org mm, and my wife will put that up irina will put that up but what's been your yeah. experience because i know that you've you've you that is something yeah. you've never disagreed on so um i have add ADHD. Right. Um, and I, I've been diagnosed with it and I was prescribed medication for it, Adderall. And I can honestly say it is the most horrific drug. And I, I cannot believe that people would put children on it. So um, I have the attention span of a gnat. Billy will say like, Lilani, will you stay on topic? Now I can stay on topic of things that I'm passionate about. And um, I think we could talk about that in a minute about creativity in schools and whatever but I can stay on subjects with anything I'm passionate about otherwise my mind drifts a little bit my thoughts race through my head I can think of five 
you know, you, I, I can think of five different things at the same time. Um, I've been diagnosed. And the side effects of Adderall, I mean, you'd get palpitation. I would get, like, raised heartbeat. I mean, that's completely normal for it. Um, I was bruised. I looked like I looked like a crackhead. It thins your blood, I think. So um, I would have bruises on my body. And um, I could see it was dehydrating me. My skin got really dry and like loads of creases in my face. And I'm like, God, this is like, this is not a good drug. So I, I stopped. Um, and now I just live with my attention deficit disorder. And it's fine. I, I know that if I'm horse riding, I can completely focus. If I'm talking to you, you know, we've had loads of discussions. Um, I can focus. Um, I can focus on what I'm passionate about. But I have problems with keeping focus. And, um, you know, I start things and I don't always finish them or I do five jobs around the house at the same time. And, you know, Billy is like, you've left this there. You haven't finished this. But um, I feel better living with it than I did taking that. And I cannot imagine putting a child on it. I mean, it's like. I mean, I've never done crack, but I can only imagine it's like crack or meth or something. It's just, um, and I know people who... It is a similar chemical structure to meth. Yeah, I, I know that there are people who have um, become addicted to it mm -hmm. or their parents have become, or a friend or whatever has become addicted and they've had to go to, um, um, you know, a clinic to get off it or um, rehab. So I didn't, I'm not, I don't have an addictive personality. So I was lucky. I just was like, I'm not, I'm just not doing this. I'm not doing this to my body. I wanted to be healthy and I spend my life just, you know, trying to eat well, exercise right and keep my body well, in health. I mean, I think you've absolutely taken the right, the, the right line. How have you seen it affect others in, in Hollywood and how have you seen it affect people in life? Um, I see people completely addicted to it. And if I, and you know, I, I, I dated someone, I, cu I couldn't date him anymore because he would take um, Adderall, but then he would take Ambient to sleep at night and be in like this like sleep camera. I said, what if somebody broke into the house or something? You would, you'd be fast, you'd be fast asleep. Like you wouldn't even wake up. You're so, so you know, I've seen people do that. I, and I've just seen people, um, I've seen people get addicted to it and then have to take other things to go to sleep at night. Well, I just wanted to acknowledge your, because you, you have definitely spoken out about that and you have shared your knowledge in that area with a lot of people. And it's important to do that. And, and that's very brave because it's not always an easy thing to talk about. Yeah. Um, and I really, really appreciate that. Uh, I think as well with a lot of things you, um, you know, I would always say get medical help, um, get, you know, speak to a doctor, not don't listen, don't always uh, listen to me, but, you know, seek medical advice, right? But at the same time, get to the root of what could be causing it. Like, um, I notice that um, sometimes I get anxious, right? So I'm not going to go and take mm -hmm. some anti-anxieties. I've had friends say, oh, take a Xanax. I'm like, no, 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 let me work through why I'm anxious at the moment. What is causing me to feel this way? Um, what can I do to help myself? You know, and I would get crazy anxious, you know, if I was going to go and compete my horse or something. And a friend of mine said, think of it like excitement. Don't think of it as anxiety. It's a very close 
emotion and feeling. Think of it as an excitement, as excitement. So there's different tools you can use to help. You know, obviously, I I had anxiety at the start of this COVID thing. Like I was just so stressed. I I my, honestly thought my heart was going to come out of my chest. I couldn't sleep. I'd wake up. Um, Billy would be like, why are you just tossing and turning all night? And I was just really stressed. It had an impact on me. I was living in fear. And I had to get to the bottom of it. And I'd say, right, what is causing you to feel like this? Is there anything you can do, whether it's writing lists out or um, just getting to the bottom of, you know, why, why you feel this way? And I think, you know, with things like ADHD, there was an amazing TED Talk that I listened to. Um, and there was this little girl and she wouldn't pay attention in class. So they had a specialist come out and it was before ADD was like recognized, but they would have called her an ADD child at the time. The specialist came out, looked at her in the classroom, um, said to the parents, let's speak outside, put, a music, put music on, let this music play and watched her through the window of the door. Anyway, she was dancing around. This is a true story, dancing around, dancing around. She said, your, your daughter doesn't have a problem, uh, you know, these problems. She's just a creative. And this girl, this little girl turned out to be the choreographer for Cats and Andrew Lloyd Webber in the end. So sometimes there's a reason kids don't focus and it's not always because it's not right wired the, re the way. They might be sporty. They might need to go out and play football or go swimming um, or, you know, all I wanted to think about was horses. And what am I doing now? I'm living my passion with horses. So I think um, I think you can't just go, right, this child's not concentrating. Let's put it on medication. Some children even um, they're not concentrating because they're not being stretched enough. Not they need to have harder work they're more advanced mm -hmm. they need like more challenging work like maybe more challenging mathematics or science they're just not being challenged so it makes them like fidgety because everything's boring because there's no challenge mm -hmm. or no challenge of learning like a little naughty you know like a naughty dog you could teach your dog some tricks and go and do all these like things with it and then they start behaving a little bit better because you know they absorb things children want to learn well but not always learn and I, learning, I think when I say learn, it's not always like repeat, listen and repeat, listen and repeat, listen and repeat. Well, you know, it, it, you, I, I'm so pleased that you worked out that the Adderall is not good for you. And I think you're so correct about uh, how important it is for parents to find the true purpose of their child. You know, yeah. purpose, is, purpose is everything. And... Um, uh, actually, I've got a fun for those of you that cannot imagine Leani as a horse lady. Here, she is. <laughs> I've just put up on the screen that that lovely photograph that you sent me of oh, you and, and a, a rather lovely uh, white horse. Actually, was that a grey? It's she's uh, grey. Well, she's she's white, but they're called greys. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She is You're absolutely beautiful. lovely. What's she called? Rosie. That's Rosie, is it? That's Rosie. So, yeah, that was like, you know, I told myself as a kid, I wanted to show jump. It's like, I, you know, everyone's like, you'll never be able to do that. So I'm not, luckily, I get to do it now for fun. Never, not for like work, um, which would probably take the enjoyment away from it. But I get to go and be with horses all the time. That's what I wanted. And I said, all I want to do is ride horses and do yoga. And 
somehow I managed to manifest that and you know that's kind of my life now horses well I think you've got your dream and uh hopefully you're going to come and compete in Cornwall at the Cornwall show (laughs) the Cornwall show no i'm sure you will be the most glamorous though. you'll definitely be be the, the thing <laughs> maybe I, i'll I, be a spectator yeah i hope you get to read the comments because there are some really wonderful comments there for you and people are really impressed and grateful with you opening up about your story and speaking out and sharing it with with everyone and some really lovely comments i hope you get to read them all oh, thank, thank you no, I really thank you for having me on. It's been really nice to have a chat in a friendly place with a lot of like like-minded people. And you know, I've been watching your your show every night because you've had some really great guests on. I, I you know, and I love learning from them. And that's the thing; it's just great to be able to learn. Mm. And you know, sometimes just be around and have conversations with people that think the same way. Well, you're a very very strong young lady, and mm. you are a great freedom fighter. I think you're going to have a fantastic future i know everybody on here is gonna pray for your uh superb union with billy uh, mm. <laughs> thank you. your engagement i loved how you announced the engagement on 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 instagram you put a picture of your hand up i think yeah i didn't want you know what i just thought it would be it's just so it's just too it was during the start of lockdown, right? So everyone yeah. was a bit upset. You know, people were losing jobs. It's like, I'm not going to flash a ring. I, it's like tacky to do that. And it's so obvious. So I just wrote, I said yes. And I pointed to that. Oh. So you don't. Uh, okay, that's very good. <laughs> I said yes. And I pointed to that. So I, I don't, you know, it's not in my nature to be show offy. So no. I don't want to get mugged either. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, it has been a real pleasure having you on here and thank you will you come back again and uh, if you come across any bullshitters in the media <laughs> or any <laughs> fake news or any merchants of chaos will you continue to give them a hard time um, Always. and Always. Um, you know speak up and even if we disagree let's stay in communication because you know what Definitely. life is not about agreeing with every mm. you know being a good friend to somebody by the way being a true friend is disagreeing with them when you disagree with them. Mm. You know. Well, do you know how many friends I've had to call up and say, you know, I like, you know what I said about Trump? Well, I take some of it back now because, you know, he has said some good things. And this is a thing as well. This is why you don't censor. Now, we don't, we've never name called. And I think if, if there was name calling and really nasty stuff happening, no. I would probably block. But because it was like open debate and chat, um, you know, what if I had censored you and been like, I don't want John Mapping on my feed. We don't agree about this. I wouldn't be able to have this wonderful conversation I have with you now. Mm. Um, I wouldn't have been able to tell you I've changed my mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all, you know, that would have been lost. And what a tragedy that would have been. So I think that it's, it's always good to um, keep lines of communication sometimes you're not going to agree but unless it gets to a horrible negative point you know your friends might change their your mind their minds you might change your mind you know don't lose people over it no mm, i mean where, how i run my my facebook and it's probably very much the same as you is i will accept any disagreement but if the manners drop below a certain standard Yes. What I do is I just suggest people go off to bloody finishing school or something. And, <laughs> you know. I like it. 
you know, like because and, and then I'll, and then I'll refriend them a little bit of time and I'll give them a sort of a, a time out. Mm, and, yeah. um, you know, then they learn from it. It's a manners point, really. It's not right. Right. You know, it's like even we'll sometimes have people on the feed and they're, you know, incessantly being rude to the other people on the feed yes, or whatever. That's not okay. I don't, that's not OK. But if they yeah. want to make a disagreement, that's 100 percent OK. Absolutely. Yeah. And they can be a nice. I mean, if they get too sweary, I'm not even a, a sweary model, moralist particularly. I just think it's unnecessary use of the language. Right, you know, right. You can be, you know, we're, we're blessed in England where we have probably the richest vocabulary. I don't know, Russia's got a pretty rich vocabulary though, hasn't it? Yeah, very. Russia's pretty rich. But, you know, the English language is incredibly rich, certainly richer than the French. Um, but... You know, why do we have to resort to this sweary stuff? Well, some people do. But I'm not really a moralist on that. It's just manners. That's that's how I do it. Yeah. I'm on top of Kerry. That's one of your Where? hands from Kerry. Kerry Rhodes. Yeah, that one. And read it. That's a really lovely comment. This is from one of your fans. Great interview tonight. Totally different from Housewives of Cheshire. Even though that's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, well, this is the thing. You're the unedited version, right, John? So everyone else sees the edited version. Of course, of course. You get to see everyone because of you. Yeah. Everyone gets to see the unedited version, which is the version that I actually prefer. Well, you know, you you know, I I always think you if you get into the nooks and crannies, the truth is always more interesting than the edited version. It's right, always right. more interesting. Authenticity. Or, because it's important. authentic. It's real. And right. um, that is what we are tr- attempting to create here mm. at Camelot Castle TV. So you couldn't be a more suitable guest. And we look forward to you You've got to come bring Billy to stay. And, oh, uh, yes. yes, yes, yes. I think we're going to try and make it down to the Cornwall show. And, um, yeah. you know, we, we've said that. But now we're in England, mm. we're going to travel around a little bit more and enjoy what England has to offer. Well, it's lovely. It's such a pity it got cancelled this year, but next summer... No, it's in, it's in November. Oh, no, they're doing it in October, September or something. No, they cancelled it. Cancelled completely? Completely oh, cancelled. Oh. Yes, so, but... Next year, then. Next, <laughs> next June. But next. I do hope you get to read the comments because they're just wonderful. And uh, you are definitely such an intelligent and well-researched young woman. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. You too. You too. Real, you, too. Real you are, you know. Very real. <laughs> how marvelous thank you thank Good. you so much guys all right lots of love we'll see lots of love thank late. you a little I'll bit later thanks okay. Leilani thank you so much. <laughs> bye. bye 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 lots of love well that well, was a really lovely lovely what a fantastic lady mm. isn't she very nice young lady very very intelligent very clever and real and down to earth and very beautiful i admire people i tell you i really admire people who have the capacity to change their mind and go you know what and admit to it and admit to it that really takes courage and uh, sadly this is not a courage that we find too often in our leaders which is why actually i think somebody on there suggested that uh liani would be a great um would be a great member of parliament yes i completely agree so she has more common sense now we have another star of the show 
who is Jeff. Was confirmed. Jeff. Mm -hmm. We're going to we go. show you some of the. We're going to. Oh yes, yes. Now Chris this Ram, are Chris you Ram still here? There you go. Has received his Camelot Castle mug, and he sent us a picture. There it is, and of course, you can get your Camelot Castle mug at the Camelot Castle shop, which is oh, here we go. Hang on, how do we do this? <laughs> There's Chris. There, Camelot Castle Shop, which has been very kindly sponsoring the evening's proceedings. And uh, you know what they say? If your fly isn't in the water, you're not going to catch a fish. So there we go. That is... So if someone missed someone, saying they missed uh, Leilani's interview, but you can go back on our Facebook page and you can watch it Fully, from and we'll probably broadcast it again tomorrow afternoon because we, we tend will. to do we yes. tend to do a repeat. So it's of the all saved there shows. for it's you. All saved, and uh, there is Chris Ram now tomorrow. Thank you, Chris Ram. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for your patronage, mm. and do enjoy many cups of tea. These are exceptionally good quality mugs. I'm just going to show you that again because <laughs> I know you'll all want one. <laughs> We've got Camelot Castle T-shirts, Camelot Castle leggings, Chris. You obviously Sweet. didn't buy the Camelot Castle leggings. <laughs> That's what you need—a pair of butterfly leggings to go with that mug. Now, and yes. and I I'm just reading all these comments about Leilani, and she's been so well received, and people really enjoyed listening to her. Well, you can see why she's a star, really. You can see why she's you a know person. television loves her, and um, you know, there we go. Now, what have we got for tomorrow night, darling? We, have we to do play have. Jeff. Yes, we've got one of the most outspoken doctors in America is going to be joining us tomorrow night. And I have a little taster of what is in store tomorrow night for you. Here we go. What if the experts are wrong? What if quarantining the healthy doesn't actually save lives? What if wearing a mask in public is not effective? My name is Dr. Jeff Barkey and I'm here representing thousands of physicians across the country whose voices are being silenced because we don't agree with the mainstream media and the experts who are telling us what to do. Never in the history of this great republic have we quarantined the healthy. Never in the history of this great republic have we told churchgoers that it's illegal for you to exercise your First Amendment right of freedom of religion. Yet at the same time, it's essential to keep pot dispensaries open. Never in the history of this country have we been told that you can't go to church because it's not essential, but you can go get an abortion because that's essential. Never before in our country have we let criminals out of jail 
but we've told you you can't exercise your Second Amendment right and protect yourself by purchasing a firearm. When liquor stores are deemed essential, but your businesses are deemed non-essential, there's something wrong going on. I, and I challenge anybody who's watching this, next time you go into your doctor's office, ask the receptionist or ask your doctor if you're there for a sore throat or a physical or whatever you're there for, hey, uh, what, what is, what's the cost of this visit? And you'll probably get a puzzled look like, uh, well, what do you mean? And then you'll hear something like, well, it depends. Well, what kind of health insurance do you have? Well, what does that have to do with anything? If you walk into a grocery store to buy a steak and you say, what's the cost of this sirloin? They're not going to say, well, it depends. <laughs> what, are you, what, are you paying yeah. with, what are you paying for it with? So imagine going to a grocery store where you, had, where you shop, fill up your grocery basket, but you don't know what the cost of the groceries are, and you don't find out for a month until you get your EOB, your, your uh, explanation of benefits from the grocery store that says, well, you, know, you owe $8,000 for it, and you're like, what? So, he is going to be. There's a lot of a excitement on the feed. A lot of excitement. Know him. Mm -hmm. Absolutely right. You know, Camelot Castle TV. We are going to blow the lid off the bullshit. That mm. is what we are going to do. Frankly, we've had enough, and we're not taking it anymore. That is our position. We are going to keep communicating the truth to you, our friends. And somebody said to me the other day, at the end of all this, mm. it's not the voices of our enemies that we will remember. It is the silence of our friends. Now, those of you that come on here and those of you that share this feed are doing an incredible job. And I just want to thank each and every one of you for what you've been doing. Mm. And I see a lot of the names coming up here. And I really, really appreciate, appreciate each and every so one much. of you. We know who you are and we see what each and every one of you do. As you know, here at Camelot Castle, we use something called the superpower algorithm, which allows us to monitor meme velocity around the planet. And our uh, algorithms mm. allow us to see exactly who is doing what Mm. and when they do it. So we really, really do know what each and every one of you is doing to help. Thank you so much. Well, we've, you know, this platform got built with the viewers that we have yeah. and the sharing. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty incredible. That, that interview with Dr. Shiva last night uh, will have been seen by now uh, by in excess of 100,000 people. That's the equivalent of Wembley Stadium. You know, if you put that into physical bodies, that's the equivalent of filling Wembley Stadium. So, uh, lovely to have you here. So, Greg said, Greg Boyd said, John, if we do the watch party, then we miss out on all other comments. I think you could share it and then you could do also yeah, watch party. Yeah, what you do, the way that you do that is you create the watch party and then you, um, then you go back to the main feed. You, you can actually leave your own watch party without ending the watch party. Mm -hmm. That's how that works. Right. And you can create also a watch party later. Yeah, you can also create a watch party later. It's actually better to do it at the same time mm. because then you get more feeds and then you get 
it's better to do it at the same and time. And you can also do the watch party twice during the feed and even later if something's really good and if you really yeah. like something particularly, you can do it later because people always join when there's a watch party. You always pick up viewers. Like I streamed, I restreamed the Shiva interview again this afternoon mm-hmm. and it had another 5,000 viewers by the end of the stream and that'll probably have another wow. 10,000 views. So, um, you know, nothing to stop you creating your own channel nothing to stop you uh doing your own interviews in fact i hope you all do plagiarize the hell out of this and, I, and, the, and the sh- group sharing does count towards the views yeah definitely. group sharing counts towards the group so t- towards the views so it's very very good and of course the, the 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 more you guys do share this of course what happens is the more interesting the guests are going to be that come on because you know realize People like Leonie Dowding there, they don't get a fair shake in the media. If she was to go on to Good Morning Britain, she'd be given gotcha question after gotcha question. You know, same with Katie Hopkins. I think Katie Hopkins, I, I mean, I don't think she's had such a warm reception with any interview ever. Mm. <laughs> and she's actually a very sensitive person. She's a very sensitive and very kind, soul. And you would never, ever think that. I, I was quite shocked to see that side of her. Because she always get, gets bull-baited by horrible people. Well, now here we've got here somebody on the feed. Oh. Sean Borg. Hi, Sean. Who knows his way around the tabloid universe unlike most people. He is really a great, great freedom fighter. Sean, I'm glad you enjoyed the interview. And um, I'm looking forward to hearing from you what's going on in... Uh, Palm Springs. Can you say something to Carol? Carol Headley said, Wish I could create a watch party, but most of my friends or family are not awake yet. Well, all the more reason to create one, my friend. All the more reason to create one. Because, you know, these people who say, well, they're not awake yet. Well, you know, these people are a great liability Mm. to you and to themselves. They are a liability to you and to themselves. And... You know, we do need to wake people up. They do need to take their share in the responsibility for the oncoming debacle if they don't wake up or for the, uh, you know, wins if they do wake up. So, you know, this thing is not going to work if it's just me and Irina communicating or just President Trump or just Leliani. You know, Mm. it's not going to work. So um, maybe we could. You can also share it into groups. That's another very good thing to do. I liked what Dr. Shiva said yesterday about this uh, percentage of the population that yeah, you what get. Did he say? That you get thirty percent resistors. They resist change, and they would never, ever, ever agree with anything that makes sense just because their opinion is fixed. So you, you know, they're, they're really difficult to change. Then you have fifty percent fence sitters they just sit on the fence and they can't make up their mind and then you have 20 percent of those who bring changes they change bringers and this what he said that this 20 percent have a job of waking up the fence sitters and getting them to to wake up and take side and basically realize that they also have a responsibility very good and i think that that kind of makes that that makes sense in that sense right because unless we wake more people up there will be no change 
Tim says, let's be the 20%. Absolutely. And on that positive note, we will say good evening to you. Thank you so much for joining us. Well done, Chris. Mm. For getting your mug. <laughs> there you go, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Nothing quite like a cup of tea out of a Camelot Castle mug. Uh, Truth-bringing Truth-bringing mug. mug, yes. You see, and it will remind you, it will remind you of the wonderful evenings you've had here. Uh, and if you get very enthusiastic, you can get some Camelot Castle leggings. <laughs> Go yes, to the shop and so you can, you, yes. you'll enjoy that. Put the, put, yeah. We'll put it up at the end and you okay. can find it. Anyway, lovely to see you. See you tomorrow. Thank you.